Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Kajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finances made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie. Welcome to another podcast by InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports, your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley, joined by Sherelle McMillan. And you know when I have Sherelle on midweek, it's big news. Armando <laughs> Baycott commits to the Tar Heels. And Sherelle, uh, tell us why this is a big deal for North Carolina basketball. Yeah, so uh, Armando Baycott just announced, you know, via his Twitter feed, a, a video in conjunction with Slam Magazine that he's committing to North Carolina. And it's a big deal for a few reasons. One, you know, it's been some tough sledding for North Carolina when it comes to big guys uh, the last, really, I want to say about the last eight years. They've had great players who, uh, you know, they stayed three or four years and became really, really good players. But as far as, you know, top 20, top 30 big men, the only ones North Carolina has signed since 2010 were uh, James Michael McAdoo, Isaiah Hicks, and Tony Bradley. So this is just the fourth big man ranked in the top 30 North Carolina signed uh, in the last nine, well, 2019, so the last nine classes, um, which is kind of hard to believe considering how good Bryce Johnson was his senior year, how good Kennedy Mix became. So it, it's surprising, but it, it's big for that reason. And then, uh, frankly, who they beat to get uh, – Baycott to commit, Baycott to commit uh, was really impressive as well. So you talk about Carolina's misses on big men, which, like you said, is incredible given the history of big men at North Carolina. Uh, let me go right into this part, and I was going to ask this a little bit later, but let's talk about comparisons for Baycott maybe that North Carolina fans can pick up on. Uh, we spoke off the air about the incredible talent on his AAU team, but – what does Baycott bring to North Carolina on the college level and who might he remind folks of when he gets there? Well, uh, you know, he'll bring a few things. One, you talked about his AAU team. He played for Team Takeover on the EYBL circuit, and they are a loaded team. Uh, they lost one time during the spring and summer, and they have a, a lot of Division One players. Uh, Hunter Dickinson is a center who's being recruited by everybody. Uh, Roach, their point guard, is being recruited by everybody. They have a Virginia commit. They have Baycott. And they're just a, a very deep team with a lot of Division One players. And a lot of times guys have issues translating their skills into college because they're the man on their AAU team. They're the man on their high school team. And that's how it is. They're used to getting the ball all the time. That's not going to be an issue for Baycott because he's played with so many great players, whether it be on the USA 18 and under team, whether it be with Team Takeover, um, and now heading to IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida, uh, for his senior season. So he brings ability to score around the basket. Obviously, he's kind of a classic Carolina big man where, you know, he can drop in and you can give him the ball and he'll go get you two points. Um, he's a really good passer from the high post, just in general. And this summer, he really showed the ability to. Um, get out in the passing lanes you know he he had a couple of dunks from him just stealing the ball when uh 
you know, the guy he's defending just wasn't looking. He's, he's, he's very quick hands, I should say. And then he's a really good rebounder um, positionally and then just out of area. He just has long arms. I think his wingspan is about seven one, seven two. So he can go up and he, he's a great rebounder. And just he has every all the makings of a classic, you know, Royal Williams big man. Everything he looks for, Baycott has. You mentioned Roy Williams there. And, of course, on Inside Carolina premium message boards, there's Inside the Commitment. There's all sorts of uh, nuggets about Baycott's commitment to North Carolina in the path. And if you're a premium member, you certainly followed uh, the recruiting boards that Sherelle does and all the guys do at Inside Carolina. But, Sherelle, talk a little bit about why this commitment happened for North Carolina. Um, I think it's twofold. I think there were other schools who didn't, who maybe had built-in advantages, who didn't recruit Baycott as hard as maybe they should have or, in retrospect, wanted to. And North Carolina kind of filled that gap. And basically from, I would say, last December on, Royal Williams pushed hard to try and get Baycott to understand how valued uh, he was in North Carolina. There were a ton of unofficial visits by Baycott, a ton of visits by Royal Williams to see him in Richmond. And then, of course, North Carolina staff, you know, watched him everywhere around the country during the uh, spring and summer evaluation period. So really, I think it was about just how hard Roy Williams worked to recruit him. And then the fact that North Carolina has a system um, that is conducive to, you know, playing one big or playing multiple bigs, I think helped as well. Um, and then the fact that, you know, Roy Williams and his staff connect with families well. They're, they're, when there's that connection that they make it, it's, it's usually a very strong bond and i think that it happened with baycott and his family and you know it, it really comes down to just how hard Roy williams was after him if you start looking at all the visits and all the evaluations and how many times he watched him in july and in april and in high school play over the last couple of years it, it just shows you how hard how much he wanted uh baycott and chapel hill you're listening to the inside carolina podcast sponsored by jersey mics of chapel hill and Hills 15 will get you on your online orders 15% off those Jersey Mike subs at the Chapel Hill area locations. Sherelle, when I see a five-star commit to North Carolina in a position of need, I recall the days that it used to be pretty commonplace, and we've already talked about the misses that North Carolina's had on the recruiting trail for whatever reason, and now Roy Williams seems to have broken through, especially in the last couple of years, but Baycott provides an avenue the way these guys all play with each other and play on the same teams and know each other on the circuit, Baycott's uh, commitment provides an avenue to more guys out there for Roy Williams. Speak to that a little bit and how his commitment will affect or possibly will affect decisions later down the road. Yeah, well, you know that, you know, I, I, maybe if, if you're listening to the podcast, you probably know. North Carolina wants, wants slash needs a big class in 2019. So they are definitely losing Kenny Williams. They are definitely losing Cam Johnson. They're definitely losing Luke May. And then there's a very, very strong possibility that they're losing Nasir Little as well. So that's four players uh, next season who are expected really probably to be the top four scorers on the team. Um, So they need a serious influx of talent. That's not diminishing any of the guys who are there now, but they just, they're going to need more bodies. They're going to need more talented bodies. And uh, Baycott, he's, Turns out to be a really friendly guy, and a lot of people seem to like playing with him. Uh, we talked about the under-18 championships. On that team were several North Carolina targets, and UNC freshman Kobe White was on there as well. But uh, Cole Anthony, who is, by most people's 
you know, estimation, the best guard in the country, regardless of class, um, is is pretty friendly with Baycott. They have a good relationship, and Baycott's on record as saying that you know he, the package deal stuff gets a little overrated, but he's talked to, he said him and Anthony have talked about playing together in college, so that's an advantage. Also on that team were Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who um, is a, another top Carolina target. Uh, he's going to be down at IMG Academy with Baycott. So they'll be teammates. They were teammates in the summer. And then uh, Josh Green, who also has a UNC offer, is another player who's at IMG Academy down in Bradenton, Florida. So Ro Williams is going to be going to Florida quite a bit uh, over the next few months to try and uh, additionally to, in addition to Baycott, to try to recruit Robinson Earl and Green. And Baycott kind of has relationships with all those guys. So they're going to look to him uh, to be a little bit of a recruiter moving forward. We talked about on the podcast not too long ago about, you know, you take a guy like Cole Anthony if he wants to commit no no matter what. Does Baycott's commitment affect other offers that are out there? And it may be too early to talk about that. It may be something we don't really need to talk about. But, you know, oftentimes somebody commits, well, somebody else's offer dries up. Do you see that as as a situation here or do you, like you mentioned, Coach Williams wants a big class. He wants a talented class. Um, so the doors are still open. How does that play out, you think? Yeah, I think the guys who would probably play a five um, in college, they'll no longer look at. So, um, and, and the funny thing is that Carolina, depending upon who you talk to, was trailing for a few of these guys. So uh, even though they were in his top eight, James Wiseman, who is the number one player in the class, according to some services. Um, so obviously he was down really, he's really down to Kentucky and Memphis, but North Carolina was in his top eight, so he won't. He wasn't coming to Carolina. He definitely won't now. Uh, Vernon Carey, who is another top five guy, uh, Carolina was in his final group of schools along with Michigan State, uh, I believe Miami, Duke, and Kentucky. That kind of eliminates the chances with him because they, North Carolina has the three sophomore bigs, and they also have Baycott. So there's not really any room there for a, another forward. And then Will Baker as well, who is a um, – He's almost like a stretch five is almost what you would call him, but he's a, a 6'10 kid out of Texas who North Carolina offered last September. And so I would think that uh, eliminates him as well. They're still in the mix for um, what we call hybrid forwards, kind of guys who can play either be a true four or kind of play like a three, four, or four, three um, kind of combination. Jeremiah Robinson or old Matt Hurt, that type of player, they're still in it for them. Um, but the centers and the kind of bigger forwards, uh, I think this is, this kind of eliminates them from Carolina's contention. North Carolina gets what they're looking for on the inside for the 2019 class. Sherelle, just a sort of a personal opinion question, and we kind of hit on it, and we've talked about it, and we'll talk about it plenty in, in the coming weeks and months, but is North Carolina back on the recruiting trail? Do you think that the issues and the troubles, for whatever reason, over the last few years – uh, do you think a commitment like this signifies that North Carolina is again a factor on the national scale? Not that they haven't been, but I'm talking about for the five-star guys and the highly ranked guys. Uh, does this change things in that regard, do you think? Um, <clears throat> I think the simple fact that they, you know, they beat Duke for a, a recruit who, I, I mentioned other schools who had advantages. I was talking about Duke. Bacot, ba- excuse me, Baycott grew up, you know, following Duke basketball, um, he was a big fan, and the fact that North Carolina was able to beat Duke for him, I think, says a lot. Because depending upon who you want to believe, with the offer with Nasir Little, 
Um, it, it wasn't a serious offer from Duke, so people don't really count that as Carolina beating Duke head-to-head. But this is one that I don't think anybody can contest that both schools wanted Baycott and North Carolina kind of went out in the end. So it's big from that standpoint because they have not beaten Duke really at all uh, post-Harrison Barnes. So that's a big deal in that regard. I think the 2019 class is the one, if it comes together like North Carolina hopes, I think as a whole, that would uh, kind of signal North Carolina's back. I don't think Baycott's commitment by itself does it, but if they were to add, you know, a couple more top 20, top 15 type players, like the ones they're after, then yeah, I think you can go ahead and say North Carolina's back, um, which is funny because, you know, they've been to two of the last three national championship games. So (laughs) do they really even need to be back? But that's a whole different argument and discussion. Long answer, you know, now a short answer to your question is I think Baycott doesn't do it by himself, but I think if the 2019 class comes together, then I think, yeah, it kind of says North Carolina's back. Yeah, it's kind of like, what do you mean I'm back? I've been here all along. <laughs> exactly. It's it's really weird because the fan base really, really wants it. And even Roy Williams wants it. You know, he's he's always said he wants to have, you know, top players. That's why he offers all of them. He goes after the same players as Kentucky and Duke. But he's shown that he doesn't necessarily need that, uh, you know, top five, top ten player to compete for championships. And in the end, the goal of any college basketball team should be to compete for championships. And if it's not, then I think you're kind of doing things wrong. So, you know, I, I go back and forth. I'm like, does it does it matter if you're winning? But I guess you increase your chances of winning if you have more talent. And that's kind of where you kind of, you know, where Carolina will be if the 2019 class turns out how they want it to. Good stuff, Sherelle. Sherelle McMillan, Carol, uh, Inside Carolina's expert recruiting analyst. A lot of help from other people across the board. Plenty of coverage on InsideCarolina.com, especially the UNC Basketball Premium Messes Board. Armando Baycott commits to North Carolina, five-star out of Bradenton, Florida, the big that Roy Williams needed and wanted in the 2019 class. Sherelle, as always, we'll talk plenty of times, but, man, appreciate your time on this one. Yeah, not a problem. It's uh, We don't get to do many, uh, you know, as they happen, uh, UNC Commitment Podcast. So, uh, cool. I enjoyed it. It's fun. Internet, wonderful thing. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Sherelle. Thanks, Appreciate it, Tommy. Thanks for listening to InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting.